0: Hey everyone, welcome to the 18th episode of the BCS Pride Pod. The BCS Pride Pod is hosted by two high school students, myself, Ana Bloomstein, and Nolan Robertson. We bring weekly episodes with guests who talk about their sports, activities, experiences, or whatever they want for 30 minutes. Again, I am your host, Ana Bloomstein. And I am your host, Nolan Robertson. And this is the 18th episode of the BCS Pride Pod. Today's guest on the show is someone that I've known for a very, very long time. She's worked at Bradshaw for many years, and some of those years, well, the majority of those years have been actually alongside her husband as well. She works on the opposite side of the high school campus, but we are so happy to have her on today. Mrs. Haig, it is awesome to have you on the show today.
1: Well, I am so glad to be here. And yes, we have known each other a very, very, very long time. In fact, Aiden, we go all the way back to your elementary years. Remember that?
0: The beginning of my elementary years, correct? Yeah, I
1: I remember you on the blacktop following me around when I had my (laughs) recess duties, and he was always the one that said, Hey, Mrs. Hay, can I help with anything? And you know, of course, his hair was like perfectly combed and it still is today, right? (laughs) Oh
0: man, just embarrassed me right on the podcast. I'm
1: making you blush, (laughs) I'm making you blush.
2: (laughs) That's awesome, that's awesome, but yeah. Could you explain a a little bit about what you currently do at Bradshaw, what you've done in the past, and the rumor that you actually lived on the school site before it was built?
1: Yeah, you know, I've been at Bradshaw ever since we broke ground in, what was that, 1993 when I was in the sixth grade. My parents are some of the BCS founders, so really I've literally grown up with Bradshaw Christian School over the past 26-ish years now, so Yeah, I've been, I've lost count, I think, but principal now over 10 years and taught kindergarten right before that. And um, yeah, I love my job, love coming to work every day just because the the people I work with, really.
0: Now, so were you principal when I was in kindergarten or were you a kindergarten teacher? I can't remember.
1: I really honestly was thinking about that today, trying to remember. I think I was vice principal actually at the time. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Because I was mm-hmm. doing duties on the blacktop and you were following me around like a little puppy dog. So. That's right. That's right. That's yep.
0: <laughs> so what memories do you have um, of your parents building the school from the ground up, like you said, being there when you were six years old?
1: Yeah, um, actually, I was not six, but in the sixth grade. So I was oh, about okay. 12 yes. at the time. Sixth grade, okay. Yeah, and... The first memory that pops into my brain really is just that my parents, they put my brothers, I have two brothers, put my brothers and I to work as the school janitors because we could not afford janitorial services. So they thought, hey, free labor with our kids. So they put Ben, Daniel, and I to work every single night, cleaning the school, vacuuming the classrooms, cleaning up the, scrubbing the toilets. And (laughs) um, so they taught us the value of good, hard work. That's for sure. And in fact, I even tell my elementary students that they are not allowed to complain about cleaning their teeny tiny room because Mrs. Haig had to clean the entire big school.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: That's probably the memory that sticks out the most because it was like an everyday thing.
0: Yeah. And and honestly, that may be a false illusion for those elementary kids because how was, how big was the school when you were cleaning it?
1: Well, I mean, we started with back in 1993 with just two kids. So it wasn't too big at the time, but (laughs) we we did it for years, though, as every year we added on more buildings. And so that meant more toilets and that meant more carpets to vacuum and all that. So
0: that's awesome. What a great memory to have.
1: Yeah. My my reward is in heaven because my parents, they decided not to pay us for those efforts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Some of our listeners might not already know but the elementary school just received a waiver from the county to go ahead and open up, which is very exciting news. Uh, Ms. Haig, could you explain a little bit about the process of obtaining that waiver?
1: Yeah, well, I can say that it was a lot of patience. There were lots and lots of prayers, meetings, revisions, uh, more revisions, and then more revisions because the guidance just kept changing from Sac County But we were very thankful just because we have a very responsive Sacramento County public health officer that we were working with every single day. We would, you know, think of a question to ask her. We'd we'd call her up or email her and she'd respond to us just that very day. So I felt like that's pretty awesome. Um, But yeah, it was just a really very rigorous process. But to be honest, we're very pleased with our waiver document that we... um, have produced and submitted and now is approved and we're excited to start school monday and parents you are welcome to check out that document i I believe it's on our bradshaw website under quick links if you wanted just to continue to to review it yourself there but oh yeah but i did want to add in though that you know in order to keep our students and staff with the in-person instruction it's just so important that we all work together to to keep that plan and adhere to it just because our, our waiver is contingent upon it. So I'm sure you know what I mean.
0: Exactly. Yeah. We want to follow to the T of what they've approved us to do. And we yep. don't want to, we don't want to stray from that
2: at all. I know uh, Aiden and I are pretty jealous that we want to go back on campus. and stuff. <Yeah>.
0: Yeah, but I think that we can, and we'll talk about this later in the podcast, but find the value of, a, uh, of the elementary kids going back to school. I, mm-hmm. I think that is, is a crucial age to be in, in person. But w- let's hold off on that because we're going to talk about that in just a second. But so what are the, some of the big differences that the elementary kids are going to be seeing in the classroom in particular?
1: Well, um, right when they walk in the class, they're going to see on that first day of school that their desks, uh, they are they're six feet apart. They're all facing the same direction forward towards the teacher. So unfortunately, we're not able to put them in groups just yet. Um, and, and also, I know our, of course, our kindergarten students, they don't sit in desks yet. They're at tables. So we've installed some plexiglass between each student there at the table. So that should support them. Let's see, also, I know we've, we put hand sanitizer stations in, in all the classrooms. And then, of course, their teachers are going to be wearing those very stylish face shields, right? Very stylish. My husband, Butch, very, my very husband, Butch, Butch Haig, he's the facilities director, if you know him. I'm sure you know him. Yes, but- he's
0: been on the podcast <laughs> before.
1: That's right. I think he was one of your first ones, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was up there and I think has the most listens.
1: Yeah. He kept telling me today, Kristen, don't be so nervous. It's not a big deal. It's just a conversation. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, he's the one actually that that purchased like, I think it was like 200 face shields or something like that for all of our wow. staff. And it, when they arrived and my elementary teachers saw them, they're like, are you kidding me? You expect us to wear this? <laughs> um, so I think some of them went out and purchased their own face shields, but um, they still look pretty stylish. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: I think one thing that's really important about, like, the face shields compared to the mask is that you can see, like, facial expressions. And yep. so I think that's, like, really important, especially for the elementary kids.
1: Yep, especially yeah, in the, the lower elementary. So as they're teaching their reading and phonemic awareness and all that good stuff. So definitely better than the masks for our teachers to be using during their direct instruction. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: So, just thinking back to when Aiden and I were in elementary school, we used to go at it, man, at wall ball. Like it was like the, it was the daily thing, or the tether ball, or basketball. And so, I'm not really sure like how COVID nineteen is going to like affect that. Um, so, how is like recess going to work this year?
1: Wait, in high school, you guys don't get recess anymore. Oh, oh, that's lame. What that you guys would be to news do? to me
0: if we did? Well, I'm missing out on that. <laughs> we uh, need a wall ball installed at the high seriously. school.
1: Seriously, what is passing period? Is that like where it's at?
0: Is that <laughs> it? <laughs> definitely. It's just a bunch of kids on their phone. That's that's what that is. I wish you know, kind of where the NPR is. We could totally do it there, but it may get too uh, too out of control and too intense. Mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, I think that if we were to install a tether ball at the high school campus, you guys would be all over it. Don't you oh, think?
0: Yeah. Oh, or yeah, ball ball oh, or yeah totally. A, no yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, I say we do it. Let's talk to Butch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all <right>. yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> and then you and Butch can um have a competition and and you can beat beat his butt.
0: For sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So, yeah, recess it's going to look look a little bit different. Um, for example, per the county stipulations for the waiver, like we're going to have to keep all of our students in small, their small, stable classroom cohorts throughout the school day. And that includes recess and lunchtime. Hmm. So in order to maintain these groups, we're going to have play areas for every single classroom at lunches and recesses for them to eat. But then also at the recess time to be able to utilize. And and I'm just so thankful. We have a ton of space at Bradshaw. We've got like, I think it's 65 acres. So wow. we really can can spread out. Um, lots of different space for the kids to play. So I know some, some people might be worrying, parents might be worrying that we're not going to allow them to play tether ball or wall ball or, um, but we're still going to allow them to do those activities. It's just that we're going to have, obviously, regular cleaning scheduled for all the playground equipment. Kids are going to have to wash their hands before and after recess times. Unfortunately, we're not going to, allow the organized um, NBA basketball games to happen anymore (laughs) or NFL football games on the backfield to take place. We can't do those organized sports, but we certainly can use our playground equipment and just make sure we're on top of it with sanitizing and um, cleansing them. So the kids will definitely still have a great time with their friends for sure.
0: Of course. And those people in in, in their cohorts is so crucial, right that as long as they stay in their cohorts then they're able to do those different things like go on the play structure. Is that still going to be open?
1: Yes, absolutely they're going to get their chance to have the structure time. So we're rotating where they get to play. So it's not like if mm. if they're scheduled for blacktop that they' that's just their, their their play time for the whole year. They're going to have rotations of being able to u- utilize different play areas and structures.
0: So some of the students they're going to have recess all at the same time, but they're just split up into their different areas.
1: Yeah. So some some classes will have recess at the same time. They'll be scheduled. I mean, we had to. We're having recess is honestly starting. I think it's at nine or nine thirty <laughs> for some classes, and it goes. The recess schedule for you know K through fifth grade goes all the way till two thirty, just because we're having to really stagger all the recess times. But thankfully, we have plenty of space to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. For sure. So I know for these younger kids, especially in the ele- in the elementary, it's so important for them in, to be in classroom with their teacher and having in-person instruction. But could you just stress um, and elaborate a little bit on the importance of, let's say, a kindergartner to be in class with their teacher?
1: Yeah, well, what do you know, Aiden? I actually have a kindergartner. <laughs> yes, and you actually had the amazing opportunity of your life to babysit him. What was I that? Did. I did. I did. They had so much fun. I was disappointed, though, that you didn't put my three kids to bed by the time I got home.
0: Hey, Miss, Mr. <laughs> Haig told them no bedtime today with Aiden. With Uncle Aiden, they can stay up as long as they want.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's what happened why do, Why else do you think i go out for dinner? I'm hoping the babysitter is going to do all the bedtime routine with my kids. <laughs> That's all right. You have next time to redeem yourself. I've next got you time. top of my list right now. Next and maybe time. Nolan, Nolan, you could be a close second if you're, if you're looking.
2: Yeah. Me, me it. and Aiden, will uh, we'll both do it, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll both do it.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, what? Oh, watch out. That's trouble. Um, so yeah, I do. I have a kindergartner this year, Vaughn. Um, shout out to Mrs. Crawford. Um, so yeah, I can speak to that firsthand. So Simply put, there's really nothing that can replace the classroom experience. I'm sure you'd agree with that. Yeah. The students, mm-hmm. they just crave their social interaction with their peers, uh, building a relationship with their teacher, the hands-on learning that can take place in a classroom. Um, I actually wrote down, let me find it here, one of my favorite quotes by Mr. Rogers. Do you guys even know who Mr. Rogers is? I know Did that you're so young. make a movie young. about him? Yes.
0: Yeah, I are you serious? Want, you I, I you
1: barely know who he is, huh? I didn't That's well, all I, watch it. That's that all I know
0: is that there's just a movie about him.
1: <laughs> well, all the parents that are listening, I'm sure totally know who Mr. Rogers is. I'm picturing him putting on his perfect little shoes, but <laughs> he had a, he had a quote that I wrote down. It says, play is often talked about as if it were a relief from serious learning, mm-hmm. but for children, play is serious learning. Play is really the work of childhood. And I just love that. And, you know, um, I've always said for years that our biggest classroom on campus is our playground. I mean, you know, the kids, they're, they're learning how to be a friend, share, work through conflicts, develop leadership skills, use their imagination to create games. So um, I just say that this is pretty challenging to do from, you know, behind a screen. So it's going to yeah. be pretty awesome to have them on campus here on Monday.
0: Yeah, that 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 is so true. And the memories that Nolan and I have built just in elementary school and the 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 vivid memories have been on the blacktop and have been mm-hmm. on um playing with my friends and and um yeah that that's so important. How
1: about that vivid memory of you coming to the principal's office? Do you remember that?
0: Um I probably if I was in your office for something <laughs> um that was bad and I was being punished, I was probably crying. That that is probably what you saw me.
1: Yeah, nice. I can picture that. You were probably just so sweet helping a friend that got a little boo-boo. Oh, probably. I'm sure that's why you would go to the office, huh? No, mm-hmm.
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I think it was one one time, uh, or there's like, I have specific memories of elementary school. So, of course, it's blacktop and everything. But this other one was my one and only yellow card. Oh, yep. Oh. <laughs> I think it, it the was in first card. grade And I think it was just like talking too much or something, but yeah, one in like she, she made me, you know, go do it. I'm like, oh man, it's just, but I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely that, that blacktop and the playground. And I I specifically remember like Aiden and playing with everybody. And so that's definitely a big part of it.
1: Yeah, that's where it's at. I mean, when a kid goes home, their parents ask how their day was, you know, obviously Honestly, mostly, what they report about is what happened at the at the blacktop or at the playground and their relationships with friends. Unfortunately, they're not reporting all that they learned in math that day or mm-hmm. the novel that they're reading in class. <laughs> they talk about uh, what happened at Tetherball and whatever they're doing at their recess time. So
2: what are uh, some other like safety precautions uh, the students and staff are taking?
1: Yeah. So obviously safety as we're returning back to school is our top priority. So staff and students and parents are going to experience more stringent protocols that we put in place that they can even preview in our waiver document if they wanted to access that at home. But students and staff, are going to have temp checks, temperature checks when they arrive at school. So We're also having grade level drop off and pick up locations all around campus so that 8 to 8.30 time, typically kids can get dropped off in really one or two areas in a given school year and just go play, go play on the blacktop. But now we're spreading out the play areas where every every grade level has a different location to go to so that they're spread out for that drop off time. And then right when they get to their designated spot to play, they're going to have their temperature checked. So that'll be very different for sure. And then our sickness policy is going to become even more stringent as far as um, when students can be on campus for that. Um, so obviously we've hired more staffing too, but has hired more maintenance staff to keep up on all the, the cleaning of all the facilities and maintaining common areas and all that.
0: Yeah, it seems like a big, big project to be able to keep all of the all the kiddos safe, but it is, I think, um, and, and I bet you would 100% agree that it's so worth it to be able to bring them back on campus.
1: Oh, yeah, we will do whatever it takes for sure.
0: I know if I was an elementary student, especially in the lower grades, keeping a mask on is probably, for me, would have been pretty tough. Um, so I think that many, many kids are in in that boat. So what do you think are, what are some ways that the teachers and the staff are doing to be able to um, help keep the masks on um, for the, for the kiddos?
1: Actually, Aiden, I feel like, don't you struggle keeping your mask on? Aren't you always fiddling with it? 100%. Yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness. It, yeah, it, I, it, I, sometimes I think that these little kids are better at keeping their masks on than adults. Wouldn't you agree?
0: You may be right. You may be right.
1: <laughs> I'm constantly messing with mine, but uh, just to reiterate our mask, Policy and what it is. So, K through second grade are strongly encouraged to wear masks. However, they're not required to do so. Third through fifth grade, they are required to wear masks. And so, some of those times that they're required would be during arrival and dismissal time during the school day. So, at eight o'clock when they get there, if they get there earlier for daycare, they have to be wearing their masks essentially anytime they're really in transition, too. So, throughout the day when they're walking in their lines. With their best line manners on, Aiden. I think you had your best line manners on all the time. I'm sure I gave you a gotcha or something for
0: that, right? <laughs> yeah, my You're line like that, manners perfect. were on point.
1: Yeah, you were a classroom pet. I think for that.
0: So <laughs> my, my, my hey, you could never see me out of my line. My I was always always in my line.
1: Yes, perfectly. With your hands behind your back and a bubble in your mouth. That's right.
0: right. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're so no talking in the line.
1: That's right. <laughs> So yeah, students uh, will be wearing their masks in line. And then in the classroom setting, their desks are already six feet apart. So while they're you know receiving instruction and working independently, they won't be required to wear their mask at that time. Or of course, when they're out- outdoors playing on the playground, we don't want that for sure. But my recommendation as far as keeping those masks on would be to get that, the neck gaiter. Have you, have you gotten a Bradshaw one yet, Aiden or Nolan? I do
0: have one and mm-hmm. I can grab no. it right now.
1: Yeah, let's see it. And do they slip off? That's the question. Because my masks are always slipping down off my nose.
2: Where are they? Uh, where are they selling it? Is it on like the website or?
0: Yep, here it is. We can we'll a screenshot onto our Instagram page of this Net Gator. So yep. I think that's available for all grades, correct?
1: Yeah, I think they have different sizes, even for the littles. But does it but the true test is does it stay up on your nose or do you always have to be big
2: it Yeah, I back? show show it off show it off let me let me put it on
0: really quick
1: but give us a fashion show yes
0: so i think i th- this is yeah this stays up pretty good it's it's smaller so it's able to keep more compact in, on my face and my voice probably sounds so muffled but yeah yeah that's perfect i think that'll be perfect for some l- littler kids and when when they don't need it they can just put it right down on their neck and then they don't have to lose their mask
1: exactly and mm-hmm. they won't lose it as easily i think we also have the lanyards that Parents can purchase in the office where they could attach, if they have a different kind of a mask, the kind that go over your ears, that they can mm-hmm. just attach their lanyard, attach it to their lanyard and wear that.
2: Hmm. That's smart. So yeah. what is something that you'd want to leave with the elementary kiddos and parents to know when they come back to
1: school on Monday? Uh, So many things, but mostly that they're loved, that we miss seeing their real faces so much, and that we're praying for them as they transition back. We know it's a big transition. They haven't been in real school for a long time now. And so, um, Oh, also, I mean, we have our our students. I want to do a shout out to our students that are still continuing to do their distance learning from home, because I'm definitely excited to see them, too. So their faces are going to be Zooming into the classroom to to have live instruction with their teacher starting on Monday as well. So yeah, just really excited to see everybody. I mean, honestly, I'm still on my my maternity leave, so I won't be back for another couple of weeks, but you'll still see me around.
0: That's awesome. And, and just that, yeah, that's, that's really cool to be able to have these kids back on campus. And I think that's what they, what they're really going to enjoy. And it's, it's kind of cool to put, um, faces to the voices that they hear on, on zoom and stuff. Maybe people that don't have their camera on and they're like, Hey, I saw you, I was on the zoom with you. Um, last week. So I, I, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool to be able to come back.
1: Can I do one more shout out? Of course. Yeah. Um, huge shout out to our distance daycare staff. They mm. have really stepped up to the plate here as we've been in school. Now I think it's almost five weeks or so. They, they, this was uncharted territory for them to have to help them facilitate their canvas and their learning with their teachers, with all their different devices and keeping earphones on the kids ears. And it was a challenge, that's for sure. But they did it with happy hearts and smiles on their faces as best as they could. And we're just so grateful for them. And and Peggy who oversees that program um, and all the people behind the scenes, like Janet can Michelle booty, all of our office staff, we've got Lisa and Audra and Mrs. Dressler. And, and so we're just so grateful for all the people that have pitched in just to make this a success.
0: Well, thank you so much, Mrs. Haig, for coming on the show. Um, I couldn't imagine you've probably been uh, pretty busy these past few, past few weeks with all the stuff that's going on and getting, getting this waiver approval. And I bet um, that was super exciting to be able to hear that news.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Glad to be on your show. Just- no, yeah, this is great.
0: This is great. Listeners, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at BCS Again, that's at BCS PridePod. Also, if you have any questions or suggestions on who we should bring on, send us an email at pridepodbc at gmail.com. Again, pridepodbc at gmail.com. Make sure you also check out our website. That's
2: pridepod.buzzsprout.com. Again, pridepod.buzzsprout.com. Stay tuned for next week's episode. That will be uploaded on Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on our website.